Welcome to the Fit Jits Podcast. Himself, Hassam Raida. How's it going, Hassam? Hey, I'm uh, it's, it's going pretty well. You know, um, back from the walls, you know, still training day in, day out. No big injuries. So, yeah, yeah complain. Can't really complain. Awesome. I, I want to clear something up. Uh, just starting off. It's Hassam Raida, correct? That's okay. how you say your name. Hysam Rida. Rida. I apologize, Hysam. And I've been I've been looking over the internet and finding everyone pronouncing your name differently. I even I had a uh, just a mental break. If you said <laughs> if you if you know what I mean, I I saw it and it was some people have you listed as Rida Hassam. Yes. Is that a common way to say your name backwards? Is that is you some people call yes. you that? Uh, in Japan, I got that a lot. Okay. It, it, it was much easier, but you know my act, my actual full name is um Haisam Rita Isaac. Haisam Rita Isaac. But I don't I don't usually like to, and Rita becomes like the middle name, but I don't mm-hmm. usually like to use the Isaac that much. So, you know, and uh, Rita is kind of like, um, you know, like the pronunciation is Rita, but a lot of people confuse it for like Rita somehow. I don't know why because of. Yeah, and you know, most of the time I'll even be watching my own fight and I'm like, man, the way they be like killing the name. I like uh <laughs> Well, I like I said, I've been I've been watching your interviews and, and people announcing your, your matches and things like that, and it's, it seems to always be a different pronunciation. So I was I was losing my mind trying to make sure I didn't, you know yeah, by the right come in the- and just sound yeah. stupid. Hi Sam Rita. Hi Sam Rita. Okay, cleared up for everyone. Please pronounce the man's name right. He's the number fifth super heavyweight in the world. Yes, sir. Uh, no geek grappler. So we got to get this right. So I appreciate having you on. Um, I know you're just coming off of Worlds, uh, IBJJF Worlds. Tell me a little bit about that experience. I know you got you uh, you came in on the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah. What sort of reaction do you have from that? Yeah, um, uh, I re- did, so like this was my first time doing the No Geek Worlds, you know. Um, so I came in like my first fight started really fast, you know. I I came out feeling good on my leg, you know. We exchanged some hand fight a little bit. I somehow saw the opening, like did a knee tap um, takedown, and from there attempted the passing. Like I, I get on top and I just call my opponent quickly when he trying to like double under me. So I just pull my leg. Um. So most people don't think I'm that flexible when I'm on the floor, but I can really, you know. Knees can go to the mat easy, so I just pulled it up, get a nice setup um, triangle, which I finished, and then, and so I, I came in starting really good. I was feeling good, you know. So I went back, you know, like my my left ankle kind of bothering me, so I was looking for a tape. So like, yeah, I want to tape this. I'm I'm getting ready for the next one. And my my boy, uh, David David Garmo, you've seen him definitely mm-hmm. always together. Uh, and he came back. He's like, oh yo, you're done for today, you know, like. You're gonna come in tomorrow. I'm like, what? And he said, yeah. So the color finance is gonna be the next day. And then that was like, for me, it was a surprise for me because of that, you know. And most, that day I felt really good. I was like, okay, I wanted to keep going, you know, but mm-hmm. no, no excuses. And me not knowing, no, not reading or whatever is it. Um, is that kept, typical? Is that, let me cut in for a second. Is that typical for Turner? I mean, typically you guys are doing multiple matches yeah, in yeah. a single day. That's right. But I guess, like, because it's the Worlds, you know, it's, like, one of the most important uh, tournaments of the day. So, like, they try to make all the quarterfinals of the 
adult black belts on mm-hmm. the same day. So I guess they can have the whole day just showing the like, you know, quarterfinals through finals, which I was, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of that to be honest, because, you know, some days you just feel like when we start going, I'm going, you know, for me, when I catch the first submission, I can carry the momentum into the next one and the next, you know, but uh, it is what it is. And then I came back the next day, I, I went against uh tractor, they call him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Vincius or whatever. Yeah, then it says Ferrero or something like that. I had a slow start that fight, you know. Um, I had a slow fight. I gave up some points which I shouldn't. And honestly speaking, to most of the time, I don't I don't waste a lot of energy like defending the points because I know I can come back and then my whole thing is to try to get the finish, you know. So when I was trying to get up, I think I posted and my hands kind of my legs kind of gazed his eye mm-hmm. and he got it like a cut. Mm. You know? And they were trying to. That's like, why he had that. I didn't. I didn't catch what happened. I was watching your match, and I saw he uh, cut. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my leg was just like my my big toe, just you know, gives on the side of the face, and he got a cut on that. Yeah. So from there, they put the bandage on. We reset it, and like you know, I'll try to go, and then the bandage would come off. They reset us again. It's it's just like couldn't get in a in a rhythm, you know, and like, um, yeah. So. And I tried to come back. I just and he yeah. was good with his retention and trying to like go. I try anything. Anything I was hitting wasn't working that day. So, you know, and I was surprised because he has like very. He's he's a big guy, but like really small, like stucky limbs. Mm. Yeah, and it was definitely was, a very like uh, such a wide range between you guys. You you were you know how how tall are you six three six five six yeah. oh you're six five so you're yeah, six five. I, I, them to change that. I think where did you see that BJJ heroes, right? Yeah, some I think so. I've people say I'm six three, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Five and something. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say that's a short giraffe, you know, six three. Six <laughs> yeah, five makes a little bit more, more sense. <laughs> so yeah, it's such a a, a wide range yeah. of what you guys, you know, you were facing such a shorter stock, you're more of a bullish fighter compared yeah. to yourself. You know, like I, there was some point I almost had the dust, you know, set up, but he just shifted his shoulders a little bit, and I lose everything. And like I tried to get into the double trouble, he pulled it out. He, he's he, it's just a small move, and he clears his knee line. It was just hard to hold on to him, but you know, I, but I'm, I'm very grateful for the experience. You know, like these are the top level guys, and I, I think he's a medalist at the ADCC or something. So mm-hmm. he, he got the experience, and uh, for me, it's a good experience too. And I feel like I'm this the better giraffe is going to come even next year because this year is more like, you know, testing year. Like, you know, I've gone up with some of the best I've lost. You know, I'm learning and, you know, from yeah. next year, I'll be like, okay, I've been here now. I'm more experienced. And I feel like that's where, you know, the better version of me is coming soon. Absolutely. No, and I and I, I definitely feel that way as well. Um, you said something earlier. You said... Yeah, that was the first time you were competing in worlds. Is that the first time as black belt you were competing in worlds? In black belt, like not first time ever. First time ever. So you've never been in that first tournament time. before, even as I know you you made the rounds a lot as a brown belt, yeah, as a purple yeah. belt. Um, a little bit of history. So uh, I'm originally from Ghana, and uh, mm-hmm. coming from there, um, you know, I, I moved to Japan at some point. That's where I grew up. I went to high school. That's even where I got into jujitsu. You know, so. Um, but being a Ghanaian is like, it's one of the country in the list that 
it's not easy to make it to the United States, you know. Uh, and so since, you know, when I was like blue belts all the way through purple belt, my coach was like, hey, I think you can really do this, you know. So it's like, yeah, you should try to do the walls, you know. You know, that's where the best of the belts go, you know. And uh, so I applied and I've never been like you since, you know. <laughs> I like five, six times or rejected, mm -hmm. you know. So at some point, actually, I thought I was never going to make it here, you know, and uh, I'll just try to, to focus more on like the other part, like more in Europe, you know, Asia. And I was doing it, but I just couldn't make it to the States. So if you watch my record, a lot of people are like, oh, man, we never really see you compete until now. It's like, no, I never was really actually to make it until now. So to me, it's like, you know, um, it's kind of like I finally got what I've been waiting for so long. So now it's my time and I'm just going to keep coming. It doesn't matter the results, you know. Yeah, no, and I, you know, so yes. Absolutely. And there's a lot to unpack there and a lot I want to ask. Let's back it up to the first part. You said you're originally from Ghana and you yeah. grew up there until how old were you when you left? I uh, I was 15 when I left. OK. And how yeah. was it growing up in Ghana? Obviously, you, you weren't training, but you, I saw that you were a very avid athlete. You played basketball and football, but now you're learning it's soccer in the States, right? We yeah. Say soccer. yeah, we call it soccer. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, so growing up, I think since like three, you know, I uh, I, I started playing soccer when I was like, it's called it soccer, but football in Ghana, mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the main sports in our country and I've been playing since three. I actually was pretty good, like in my middle school, uh, we went on to the second in the country, like that's how good the school, how my school was and I was the, you know, the forward guy, but, um, you know, so from there, that's the only thing I played and growing up, that's what we did for fun activities, even like, you know, me and a bunch of cousins. And that's the only sport we knew. Like for me, I wasn't really into, I didn't even know what Jiu-Jitsu was, you know, and maybe um, I didn't play basketball actually when I moved to Japan. Yeah, so. Um, so you didn't play basketball in Ghana, but you played basketball as when you moved? Yeah, basketball is not like, a, it's not, it's not a, it's, it's becoming now, but it's, at that time it, it really wasn't, you know, like, it's the type of, you know, why are you going to play basketball? Why not soccer? You know, like, right. yeah, something like that. Because um, you're probably, you're 6'5". <laughs> That's yeah. why you're so tall. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I read that it, it was because your father moving or for a, for a job offer in Japan yeah. Yeah, was the reason right. you moved. What did your father do? Is he an engineer of some kind? Yeah, no, it's a, it's like a construction business guy. Yeah. Oh, so, interesting. So yeah, um, he used to work for this uh, Japanese company, you know, uh, all over the place, you know, in in Ghana, in in like places like Egypt and stuff like that. He'd been other places, work for the guy, and um, you know, at uh, at some point, their relationship got really, really good, you know. Because I remember meeting him at some point in Ghana too. So this is crazy. Lately, I've been thinking about it, and I'm like, man, was this a destiny? It's a destiny for me to be here. Because like, even listening to that story, like, I remember seeing him. I was like eight years old at the time, you know. And I remember like they were having a serious conversation. We went to this restaurant, but you know, just another Japanese, a Japanese person, you know. Mm -hmm. That's like, I didn't think one day that that man was gonna be my coach, you know. So that's um, crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the relationship got stronger. He was like, okay, I'm going to need you to work for me in Japan. And 
you know, that's how the move start. And he was like, he was going to have to take his family. But to, to be honest, he moved first, you know, stayed a, a, a little while before we, we joined him. And my mom joined him first. And me and my brother later on joined. That's when I graduated like uh, middle school in Ghana. So it would be a good time to go and maybe get into college. No, sorry, high school or something. Um, so yeah, um, that's where we, we went back and then I'm sorry, can you remember me? No, 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 that's okay. No, I appreciate you saying all that. So the first time you meet your 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 father's boss who later became your jujitsu coach that's right. was you're eight years old. And so from eight to eight, fifteen. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was like kind of the in-between time of where you were still in Ghana and your yeah. father had eventually moved and then you followed him over there once you were about high school age. About high school age, that's right. Yeah, I think this is actually the first time telling the story. That's the school. <laughs> I, I, I'm very interested in it because that's such a big change to go from Ghana, uh, you know, this West African country to were you in Tokyo, like, a, like centralized Tokyo or like a suburb outside of it? Not, yeah, it, it was more like a little more like not not outside Tokyo mm -hmm. and more like a quiet area. I don't know if you could call it suburbs, but yeah, very quiet. Not not as like not much, not many things going on. Like compared to Tokyo, it's like you know it's a huge city. It's like thirty plus million people. You know that it wasn't like that. You know, no. very quiet. You rarely see any non-Japanese person around there. You know, and yeah, everyone. I'm sure. They, nobody could speak English around that. So I remember getting there like, and uh, like, yo. How did you, did you eventually learn Japanese or did it take you some time to try to get the language down? Was that a big thing for you? Yeah. So um, when we got, when we first got there, my dad tried to get us into like, um, uh, what's it called? Okay, international school. So mm -hmm. you could still learn Japanese, but we can speak English and that stuff. But you know, when <laughs> I, I remember my dad saying, <laughs> sorry, no, it's okay. saying like the bill of how much it was going to cost for us to go. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, nope, this is not happening. You know, uh, meanwhile, the public school is like free, you know, in Japan, right. the public school is free. But the problem was my Japanese skills. So I, I, we went first, I tried to get into that. But my Japanese skills were so low that it wasn't going to make sense for me to go. So I have to wait a year. So I went to a special place to just learn Japanese, trying to get level and then retake the exam. So because I, I needed to take a, a written test of Japanese before getting into that. And, you know, I tried, they made me try, but like I failed horribly. Like, you know, so after a year, um, learning uh, Japanese and you know not doing much and like after a year like that I got to a certain point I retook the exam and then you know miraculously I passed and uh, yeah so that's when like things started to change a little bit more but before that it was just like tough you know you know trying to get into school you know trying to learn Japanese and like you know, learning a language and not having friends to like use it or or talk to, because you know my family couldn't speak English that much too. Uh, I mean, Japan that much too. So it was just like tough thing to do. But also, like looking back at it, it wasn't that crazy because I didn't have that many responsibilities at the time. You know, all I needed to do is, uh, even though like I'll say I needed friends and all that stuff, you know, it made it easier because I didn't have much thing going on and. Uh, 
yeah, that's all I did to learn Japanese. And I think the situation really, really forced me to kind of want to get better. Doesn't make right. sense. You know, it was like the 10, you know, they say, they say uh, everything you want in life is the, on the opposite of hard. For me, at that time, it's like everything I wanted in Japan is on the opposite of me being able to speak Japanese, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I, I like man um so it was like this wall that was between you and what you wanted to get <laughs> so and i knew i needed to get over that you know and it was like okay if you want friends if you want to be going out if you want to like you know socialize with people you know in this place you cannot do it without japanese so right. you learn japanese if you want to go to school if you want to do all those stuff you want to you know so you yeah. know i was on a, a big motivation i didn't like staying at home but I have to like work through it and like somehow just back to Ghana wasn't an option at that point at that point, you know. Even though at some point I gave up and then wanted to go. But right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wait, I mean it, I'm sure it became hard for you, yeah. you know, missing home. You're fifteen. That's a hard age for a young man to yeah. to move away from from what he's known his whole life. Yeah. Um, and then to go to a place that's very unlike himself, right? Yeah. I mean, Japan it's it's very different than I mean, now you're living in just outside of Detroit, right? And it's you see, yeah. you see, it's much a wider range of ethnicities and people. It's not so odd to see someone mm-hmm. such as yourself walking around. That's true, very true. And like that is like you know, I remember we would go to Tokyo, like, whoa, this is a very different part of the country. You yeah, know, uh, I'm sure you're walking through town <laughs> and people are taking pictures of you or stuff. You know, <laughs> it's very odd. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to. I want to move on that. Uh, so your your father's boss became your jujitsu coach. How did he convince you to do so? Uh, was it something that you wanted to do, or something that you had heard of at this point? Or so it was like actually around the time, you know, sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. You know, like around the time uh, I was preparing to get into high school, like after, and he was opening a, a gym at that time. You know, he was opening a gym, and the crazy thing is that. We were living on the third floor of the apartment, you know, mm-hmm. of where he was going to start the Open gym. Open the gym. Yeah, so I was literally living on the third floor of the gym. Wow. So, so you're just right above. So all you had to do was walk downstairs if you wanted to I, get a roll in. I, I saw the construction started. I went, I went like, but I still wasn't interested in fighting. Like, I was waiting to get into maybe play soccer, like do something else. Honestly, I wasn't even interested in basketball either. You know, I was just like waiting to get into school and do all those stuff. So I remember one one time we had like a barbecue set up, you know, where all the um, the workers, like everybody get together. And I remember when he saw me, you know, he, he already knew me, but he's like, whoa, you like, because I felt when he first saw me, I was that small. And, you know, 15 years, I was already like, you know, five foot 10, something like that, right, mm-hmm. all the time. So, and for Japanese people, they, I was a giant. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, you gotta train jujitsu, you know? And he was talking to my dad and my dad would translate to me what he was trying to say. And I was like, man, okay, you know? And I was like, okay, I'm waiting to get into high school anyway in a couple of months, why not just start now? And you know, um, yeah, that's that's how wow. it started. And so you just start rolling. Yeah. And at what point, I mean, you're training, I'm sure quite a bit because you said you had some free time, you were waiting to get into high school. I mean, after, I'm always yeah. interested to hear these high level people such as yourself, like, is yeah. there an aha moment? Like, oh man, I'm, there's something to this. I'm really good and I enjoy this. Like, was there a moment 
did, did that happen or was it just sort of a progression of yeah i'm just going to keep getting better and better and better and then people are encouraging me to keep it taking it or did you look in internally and say i really want to do this yeah actually like when I, I i made that decision was pretty late in after i started to be honest because um you know um i remember going to rise in 2015 you know like i said it was the same story about me not being able to go to the states because of visa issues and um you know, so I, was, I just wanted to test myself because on, uh, uh, up to some point, you know, if I could make it to the walls, I'd be like, okay, no, maybe, you know, maybe as a blue ball, maybe I do well, or like I don't, it doesn't go well. And then like, you can start thinking like, oh, this is for me, this is for me. But at the same time, I was feeling like, okay, I've never really gone against any good person in the world outside of Japan. Mm -hmm. And I know that I can do this, you know. And, you know, so when I went to Brazil, I stayed in Brazil for like four months. You know, because Brazil, they have pretty high level guys out there, but also at the same time, you know, it's not very hard to get there. So, um, right. there I stayed uh, in uh, Sao Paulo, Rio Claro. Uh, I trained for like three, four months, you know, um, and I, I competed too as well. Actually, the current number one, I don't know, he's not number one anymore, but Kailan Duarte. Yep. When I fought, I first fought him as Purple Belt in Brazil, you know, even though I lost that fight. Um, yeah, so I went there. I did the Sao Paulo Open. I won. I won against some 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 good, really really good guys. I ended up fighting Kainan Duarte in the Open Weight Finals. And I think to me, uh, it's not even recorded that much because I was people well. Nobody really cared at the time. But uh, to me, I felt like that was my best performance that I ever did. You know, against some of the really good guys in the area at the time. Right. And, and you know, so after that trip is when I really started to like, you know. That, that's something that's switched in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I there's something to this. Like, I, I got something here that I know that I'm good at. Yeah, I think I can hang with the best, you know. So I, I started getting that confidence that I could do it at that, around that age. And, um, yeah. Since that's then, awesome. Since no, and, and, and so you keep talking about your goal of getting to the, the, the States. Was that always the plan? I mean, what what motivated you to get to the United States in order to just because you wanted to be on a bigger platform and, and compete at more tournaments? Um, I just wanted to to, to get on a, a bigger platform. Also, that's right. But like, you know, all the best tournaments are here. You know, the world is in the States. You know, even now, the ADCCs are all here. You know? Right. So, you know, to get. So if you want to be a world champion, you just got to get here. And, you know, being a world champion has been one of my goals. So, um, you know, I knew I had to get to the States. That's like yeah. one of my biggest motivations. You know, I, at that time, I didn't like really have big plans of like maybe moving and living in the state, But mm -hmm. I like, well, I wanted to like just travel to come compete and stuff. Like that. Yeah. No, very, very cool. And what made you pick Detroit? Like what? What made you pick Detroit and, and Academy Jiu Jitsu? Was yeah. there something about them that that you had a connection with, or was it? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you yeah. had your pick of wherever you wanted to go. I'm sure a lot of people wanted to host you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And um, you know, um, so just a little bit of you know, when I after I moved to so that this whole thing is gonna make sense, is um, we're gonna move a little back um, to you know when I'm, I returned from Brazil. Mm -hmm him to you know i came back to japan and like you know me and my first coach i was still with my first coach everything was really good but you know i just started to feel like i was running out of good training it, um how do you say it? like 
training partners like your the level of, of yes. training uh, you know like maybe the right way is to like outgrow the gym doesn't mm. make sense like i outgrew the gym like it literally doesn't make didn't make last sense even though i love the people and everything and that's my first gym i, I knew i had to make a change you know so uh, i had a friend named thomas he introduced me to yuki the owner of Capadam, who i finally got my black belt from um and that's like in the in the heart of Tokyo, like central Tokyo. You know, it's like that's the dream city to live in. So that's when I made the move to Tokyo. I joined Kaipo DM and you know, um, so a year after that, um, one a guy. Uh, a year after that, David Garmo. That's when I met him. You know, so he was traveling and uh, in in just to train and all that stuff. I think one of his friends was in town to do the rising too. I don't know if you heard of that. Yep. So he was the corner guy, so he came out round, he trained with us, you know, and, you know, we just, you know, I noticed how good he was and, you know, it made me want to get closer to him. And, you know, we became boys at the time, he was traveling, you know, showing him around and all that stuff. So anytime from 2017 to like 2019, if I'm not wrong, you know, he'll be coming back and forth, you know, we, we stayed, we trained together. And you know we are we training together, lifting together, doing everything, almost hanging out together, all the stuff. So you know he came to. He's from Detroit, so he was okay on um, on gym here. And uh, you know when right. he started, like he it's been like the, the gym is only two here and a half years old now. But you know, fast forward to you know for me it was like. And then my while at Carpadium, I did that's when I got to do the quintet. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. So um I got I, when I did the quintet, you know, I had a, a good performance. I'm sure we're gonna go back and talk yeah, about Yeah, no, I want to talk about this, absolutely. Because that's the first time I, I saw you perform. Yeah. So yeah, that's the performance to to long story short, that's the performance that gained me my American visa, I'm not gonna lie, because that's when I was really, really exposed to the world. And uh, people were like, okay, who is this guy? I became the talk of, you know, Jiu-Jitsu for that weekend alone. You know, mm-hmm. I remember like, like uh, who is this guy? You know, uh, I remember Eddie Bravo talking about the fight I had on Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And unfortunately, that, he called you Frida, which didn't that, give you another one. The... He messed up the name. <laughs> it's <laughs> such a, I, I watched a clip of it. Um, and that's kind of like really what sparked me because I watch Quintet as well. I watched, obviously, I watched the whole matches. I was amazed by your performance. Obviously, you came out of nowhere with the Tiger Muay Thai team. And then, like, they're like, oh, you know, Eddie Bravo's talking about it on the Joe Rogan experience. So I, I flip over and talk, and I'm like, that's he goes, right. man, this Frida guy, this Frida guy. And yeah. they have this whole clip on it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not his name. I'm like, why you got to mess that up like that? It's messing my name so bad. <laughs> I know. I was. But it got you the exposure. It did get the exposure. Like, yeah, I, I did interviews, you know, even look up and reach out. They made an article about me. You know, so that's when, like, and, like, Sakurova-san had some connection in the UFC. So, you know, one thing led to the other. I get, finally get the athlete visa that is going to, you know, mm-hmm. Finally make it. So 2019, I remember um, visiting even Hands of Grace's training there a little while, you know. And now, okay, this is 2020 is going to be the year, you know. Uh, I have the visa now. I can travel back and forth. And, you know, we all know what happened. That's when the pandemic hit and everything stopped. So to me, it's like 
to answer your question was like a lot of frustration. You know, I was just frustration. I, I felt like I was stuck. I felt like, man, I finally got what I was like waiting for so long, you know, to finally like actually be able to chase my dream and basically like the world kind of stuff, you know. But like at the time with the visa that I had, I could still prove that I was going to, if I can prove that I'm going there to like, you know, be an athlete, I can still pass through. Right. And I'm like, man, I'm not wasting any more time. So I was thinking what I could have done. But most gym wasn't opening at that time. Mm-hmm. So it was like until like last year around November, I know we started talking around like August, something like that. But then that when I actually made the move was in August 2020. Uh, sorry, November 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so I reached out like, man, I know you started the gym, but what do you think me and you potentially, you know, working together? And, you know, as being boys and me asking him that, he just like, like, please. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. A, a good stuff. And I'm like, man, we can really, you know, make something great from there. We can put Detroit on the map, you know. From what point do you get your visa? How long did you have to wait to actually move? So you got it in 2019, you said, correct? Yeah, so I, actually, I got it in 2018. 2018. So you get your visa to move, and then you make your decision you're going to move to the states somewhere after that. Actually, I didn't make a decision to, to move to the state at the time. You know, no. Visa that I have, I could go and come back. And go and come back. Yeah. So my, I didn't really have. So I'll train in Japan and go compete in the state. But one thing that made me want to move more was like I think it's war because of the pandemic and like mm-hmm. like was shut down. There's nothing going on in Japan. So yeah. So like it, it was going to be a good time and I didn't have that mid long and it was always going to be easier to renew if I'm in the country anyway so I uh, like okay why not give it a try and uh, yeah so far things have been going really good with uh, you know putting Detroit assembly on the map right now right absolutely and you live in a so I actually spent six years in Michigan right now I live just out I live in Orange County California uh, oh. But I spent six years in Michigan, just outside of Ann Arbor. So I'm very familiar with the area. And you live in a, is it Bloomfield Hills? Bloomfield yeah. Hills? Like, it is Bloomfield Hills, right? Yeah. And is that where you live in that sort of area, that North Detroit area? Um, yes. Uh, so Bloomfield Hills, but I, I live in an area called Royal Oak. In Royal mm-hmm. Oak. Yeah. So for people unfamiliar with the Detroit area, sometimes Detroit in the in the United States gets a bad rap, right? People say, oh, you're from Detroit. You know, it's a little bit of a... You're like, yeah. oh man, like you're from Detroit. Okay, like I see. But that yeah. northern part, that Royal Oak, that Bloomfield Hills area, that's a really, really nice area. So yeah. you're kind of well, living it, it up out there. Yeah, I'm like Michigan is low key, bro. Like, you know, when I was, even when I said I was going to make the move to Detroit, I remember people that are highly respected, like trashing in Detroit, like, man. So even to a point, like, man, did I, did I, did I make the wrong decision type of way, you know? But then I got here, I'm like, I mean, that's rough places. And oh, so sure. it's a state. I don't. I can't call a state that I can say you safe everywhere you go. You know, like, but like it's pretty nice too. How, <laughs> so, how was the? I mean, you move in November of 2020. Yeah. I mean, it's November cold. Was, November was a nice. Yeah, I remember like, you know, some I I wrestle in the morning. Sometimes I have to get there by 6 a.m. Like in the winter, I remember waking up one morning like man. Yes, like like. I Did someone have to teach you how to scrape ice off a windshield? 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Have, have you ever had to do that before? At least, uh, yes. And it's, oh my God. Uh, I, I can't. We, we're going to do it without a girl suit. <laughs> <laughs> Really love, I'm really not looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, you get that automatic car starter. That's how you got to go. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, right, right. I had you to learn that quick. Yeah, you know, I had to learn the hard way. For like at a certain point, you know, I'll I'll be like driving and like cold until the car warms, and they're like, "Hey, you have this automatic thing." I'm like, "Bro, why did you need to tell me the whole time?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> how long were you driving around like that? Yeah, it's a, it's a, for like a week or something. But yeah. then I figured out how to use that. And um, that's really good. It is really helpful. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're uh, you're, you're kind of finding your way out there. Um, going good. On guys who are you know born and raised here, so you know they they, they show me all the what to do, where not to go, and all that stuff. So. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to kind of transition into more of your training. I, I was you know obviously following you, doing some research on you, and. And you posted a little while ago about you doing, uh, I think it's called a Michigan Elite Conditioning, and yeah. you're training with them. Uh, have, are you starting? Is that always been? Have you always implemented like a weight uh, program and a conditioning program into your training, or is that something new? I wouldn't say necessarily new. I started after I joined uh, Carpe Diem in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. You know, up until that point, I, I didn't. I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I just never did it. You know, right because i didn't have i didn't know you know how to or who to and i was, I couldn't afford it anyway so but like when i moved to tokyo they had a program uh, one of our coaches who is like the, the training the um strength and conditioning coach over there uh, carlo uh yeah he you know i started to work with him when i got there so since then that's when i added my uh, strength and conditioning to my journey to training has that have you seen huge leaps in your training what where is it best affected your training i would say i feel like i i've done like less injuries since like working out more because i feel like i have i have like strong stronger joints and depending on the program that i'm doing man like to be honest some program where like just you know the normal stuff but you know, places like Michigan Elite, you know, where you do specific training for your body type, specific training for the sports you do, and specific training for like, you know, to to not just focus on just strength, but like, you know, endurance and like, you know, explosive, explosive movements. And uh, man, you know, I've always felt like another reason I didn't want to gain weight was like, I feel like I'm gonna lose speed or like i'm gonna slow down when i get some weight but like i mean i did it the right way this time especially heading into the who's number one you know working with these guys and like man i uh i have i i I gained some weight yes but i felt like i got faster and stronger and uh you know somehow my cardio is like really good too because you know i get to train more and uh, less joint pain or like injuries Mm -hmm. so yes I, i feel like it's really, really, you know, helped me in those ways. You know, it helps me. It's been, I'm more explosive and stronger. Very, yeah, and that's a scary thing for someone that already looks like yourself to say <laughs> that you're becoming more explosive. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. getting in better condition where you know, you yeah. know, you're shaped like a basically like a supermodel, uh, six <laughs> five, right? You know, so yeah. that's a scary thing. I always, I always imagine guys like you. For me, you know, I, I came back. I had an American. You know, we were saying football earlier. I have American football background. So I came from a weightlifting, 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and sort of conditioning idea into finding jujitsu where I was like, oh, like I my bulky muscles weren't so great involved you know i would go against longer skinnier guys and and they would get me and vice versa you know maybe i can brute some guys down but it ended up not always working out so um i always am interested in in how high level guys such as yourself are are implementing their strength and conditioning because a lot of guys that you talk to that are like yourselves are just like well i just roll more i just do jujitsu more i just wrestle more right and that's their training and they're like i've never touched a weight in my life but i feel like that mindset is kind of shifting yeah, in the it, world of martial arts it's definitely shifted you know like um like i was saying you know like you know uh, it depends on the type of training too because i've, I've done all ty- different types and i feel like the specific ones that you know you work out with you know and, and if you do that like and you can actually know the reason you're doing that then it's there's there's a difference you know right. and, uh, for me like i said before it's like um I, i'm doing doing it the proper way really really like switch you know, even it made me able to roll more, like it made world better, like, you know, because you, you're still on the mat, you have stronger limbs, you know, um, I don't get injured as much. Mm-hmm. Even though I have those, you know, little, um, the frustrating ones, like, you know, the finger, your finger or, or your ankle or something. I like nothing major, you know, which I feel like uh, weight training helps with those part two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all about dieting and, you know, if I, if I do it full time, like I, I take it seriously to me too, you know, I didn't know my body could do some stuff until I met the right gym, wow. right people. Yeah. Is that all through Academy? Is that, or, or are you kind of reaching out to these places on your own or are they reaching out to you? Uh, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, they're reaching out to me and me meeting them at some point because I think uh, um, there's this place called the DFX um supplements company that who are subsequently me now um i think we met briefly at the first schools number one that i did you know they had a, a booth sell and stuff so we they started talking oh i think they noticed that our announcer said her from detroit or something like that mm-hmm. so and they think i think they're based in canada and you've been being from michigan i mean not being from michigan but have yeah. been before you know where how close canada is to um, um, Detroit. So they're like, oh, well, we have, uh, we have, so we started talking, we exchanged contacts. They're like, oh, we have this gym in Royal Oak, where that's where I live in a way. So it's like everything and coming together. And, uh, you know, um, we, we met, we met up, he introduced me to them and I started working, you know, they kind of see what kind of, um, you know, sports that I do, you know, like wrestling here. Right. You know, more on the lower back and you know they tested my whole body my weakness my strength and we started working and i'm like man this is like some next level stuff <laughs> i bet yeah and, and to your point yeah uh, w- i've been to windsor ontario a few times just over the border uh so yeah i know how close canada can be that's really awesome uh that's really cool i kind of want to transition moving in along to your recent performance at at who's number one yeah. And, uh, you know, first off, obviously your wins, uh, the most famous one being against Orlando, right? Your submission against him to, to place for third. Um, let's talk a little bit about how your performance. I mean, you went kind of into a buzzsaw with Tim Spriggs right off the bat, who eventually was a champion, which is very surprising. I want to kind of get your thoughts on that. A, your match, and, and B, with, with Tim Spriggs winning the whole thing. Yeah, okay. Um, so, 
you know, we, we, we saw the first fight. I uh, I started with a team, you know, like staying. We were wrestling more in the beginning. And um, at some point, you know, with the rules of the who's number one, they just like, you're going to make something happen. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I couldn't stay on my, if I wanted you to, to go on, I wasn't going to stay on my leg. You know, I could try exchange hand fight the whole time. So, you know, I initiated the attack by, you know, pulling guard and, you know, I got comfortable. And to be honest, like, I was surprised because, you know, I, I obviously I know who Tim, said, Tim is. I've seen him fight. I, I know he's a world champion and I've seen his style. You know, he wrestles, get down, pressure style. You know, so, um, yeah, I, I pulled that. I knew I can, he's not going to pass my guard. I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to implement and get into his legs, you know, try to, you know, make, make something happen. Because I, I knew getting him on his back was gonna, not going to be easy too. So I was just right. like into the legs and stuff like that. But, you know, what in the middle of that, I honestly didn't expect him. I think we all didn't expect him to attack my, to, to be the guy that is going out for the legs. Right. I kind of didn't expect that. Which also on my side, uh, you know, leaving my leg open like I did in the 50-50 was a huge mistake on my side. And I got caught quick. He saw the opportunity. He capitalized and... You know, he caught me on the uh, inside heel hook. Right. All right. So, um, but the good thing was that uh, you had the opportunity to redeem yourself. You get to fight for the third place, the, the third place, you know. So right away, I was in the background. I was like, okay, you're going to go against Orlando tomorrow. So I was like, okay, wow. Actually, in my head, I kind of wanted that fight because I felt I wanted to see how I was going to do against someone like his size, you know. Yeah, former ADCC champion. Former ADCC champion, you know, just the opportunity to be on the same match is like, you know, to me, it's like a surreal experience, you know. Um, yeah, so we started, you know, I, I followed him out a, a little bit. Me and David talked about it. Going into the fight, he told me exactly try to wrestle him, second around, pull him out a little bit. And if you feel comfortable to go, you know, to pull guard, then let's do it. Or you just stay on top and then somehow second around him. Or some, at some point, get a takedown, which in my head, I'm like, okay, it's not going to be that easy, but <laughs> we'll try the game plan. Right. I like I fought him out and like you know, once again I felt super comfortable. I was like, okay, he's strong, but nothing that is not not something I can't handle. Mm -hmm. You know, whilst we were going out, we were rushing like that. I had some heavy snap downs, but you know, I was in phase. It was all good, you know. And uh, so at some point, you know, like once again, I was like, okay, I gotta just get him down, you know. But, right. I was like, okay, I'm gonna be good. That's why I started sitting down. You know, sometimes like coming. I I I knew it was gonna come. Him stacking me on down here, and once again, my flexibility kind of like surprised a lot of people sometimes because you know that's what you get training with smaller people than you your whole car, your whole life. You know, in Japan, mm -hmm. like you know, um, yeah. I was like, okay, let's. I'm good. Let's go. You know, so uh, when I saw the opportunity, I just got into his leg, which. Yeah. You know, not, not many people can get him there, but I felt the confidence. I felt like I could do it. You know, I wanted to, see, you know, just do something that hasn't been done yet. You know, so uh, yeah, we got here. He pulls his, his knee out. You know, trying to like go into the turtle, and you know, I've seen his fight against Nick, Nick Roll too. So I just studied that fight and just wanted to do better than that. Right. And, finish it. Yeah, I, I saw the opportunity. So. You know, I was like, okay, I I don't 
you know, set up my seatbelt with one hook in at the same time and they stop it and they're going to reset. You know, I kind of looked at my guy. I'm like, okay, man, this is over because in my head, it doesn't matter who you are. If I get to your back, the fight is going to end. Done. Yes. So, yeah, I knew that somehow, you know, and, um, had you known that he hadn't been submitted I, I, or he hasn't been submitted? What was the, yes. he hasn't lost by submission, I think in eight years or something like that. I know he took some time off, uh, but I think that was the record. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that was the first time I find out in the back backstage or something like that. I think the reporter wanted like, Hey, not many people can say they submitted Orlando. You actually the first person. I'm like, what? I didn't know that. I would have celebrated more or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking, but um, yeah, I didn't know. But it, 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 it was nice to to be the first person to do it. And but yeah, same the same thing. Like he's an OG of the sport. All respect to him. You know, it's an honor to spread, share share the mark with him. So absolutely, you know, always respect. For real. Absolutely, absolutely. And and going back to the champion of of who's number one, Tim, and he and you know you're in. A good company because he went on to the championship round and, and beat Kane on mm-hmm. uh, himself. And there were some people in the jujitsu community, I'm not going to name names, but saw that as a, uh, a, I'll say a slight because Tim has been known uh, to say that, you know, he's not, he's a professional jujitsu practitioner, mm-hmm. but he also, he's more of a hobbyist, as some people say. Um, yeah. yeah. How do you feel? Do you, how do you, do you have any opinion about that sort of words or, or things that I, you said like that? I mean, and where, and where do you see the, the sport of jujitsu? Uh, where, where is it health wise? You know, is it is it coming up? Is it leveling off where people like Tim are winning? You know, I, I would love to hear your opinion about that. I mean, for me, like, I mean, whatever, like, works for you, man. Like, you know, mm-hmm. people like say, uh, you know, what what they're gonna say to feel good but for me and if you know three times of training three times a week is what that work what works for you and you actually do the work and you can compete at the highest level yeah that's that's a good thing but you know at the same time man for me i know what i need to do and what i gotta do to feel confident and to mm-hmm. be on top of my game you know Absolutely. everybody i'm not saying like hey everybody you gotta train six times a week you gotta do this and do that now you know because I don't know what's gonna work for you. If you feel like you're gonna be at your your best, even just once a week, and you can still do it at the you know and the highest level, yeah, I guess. What's was. your training schedule like? Is it six times a week? Is it? Yeah, pretty much six times a week. Yeah, and uh, obviously, uh, like it's very rare. But my days off is on Monday. Days <laughs> off on Monday. Yeah, those are the days that I usually you know don't do much and just uh, you know i like spending time with myself in the ways you know i get to just relax spend time eat some something nice you know but from tuesdays to or through sundays like training all day mm-hmm. uh, not all like two to three three times a day you know i did with my 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 physical training and um you know wrestling and jiu-jitsu that's that's all i do yeah Wow. So you I mean, that's your life is, is dedicated to the art. Yes, sir. That's right. Oh. Very cool. Well, hey, I, I saw him. I really, really appreciate your time. I'm going to finish up with like one or two more questions. Um, what's what's next for you? What, what what are the next tournaments? What are you looking at? Mm-hmm. Now that you're in the States full time, 
Yes, sir. Kind of the, the world is your oyster, and it looks like hopefully COVID's coming to an end. So what does that look like for you? Um, when is this going to be published again? Uh, Monday, hopefully. Okay, um, maybe. Uh, so I think uh, my next thing is going to be debut a debut event that I, I'm going to be on the first time ever is the SUG. The oh, yeah. oh, really? You're going to Submission Underground? I'm not going to say who I'm going to go yet, but expect big news soon. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that's that. So that's going to be on the 31st of this month. So um, I'm going to start like adding some cage wrestling to it or something just to get ready for the cage. And I'm, I'm excited. And I'm looking forward to that. And after that, I'll see. I'll try to get on who's number one card one more time before the year ends. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, you say you. You said something very interesting there. You're trying to get uh, comfortable and familiar with the cage. Is is that something that you're interested in? Is MMA? I know a lot of these BJJ guys are making the transition. Is that something you want to do eventually, or is that? If I can, for me, it's like it's always been like if I can really get successful doing doing to like do MMA, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I don't like getting hit in the face. You know, I'm sure most people know what it does, but um, I, I thought about it. A lot of people ask me about it, but. Man, I don't really have a huge plans, but it's something I'm really interested in. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been a huge, I mean, especially, you know, with your name being a little bit bigger back in, in Asia, there's been a huge swath of BJJ guys going. Marcus Puchecha, yeah. right? Just just uh, debuting in one. Gary Tonin fighting for the championship. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see. Very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. So, Submission Underground end of the month, Halloween. No, yeah, that's right. And after the Halloween is going to be good. Awesome. So, Hassam, I'll uh, I'll finish it with this. How can people find you? I know you have a uh, a uh, excuse me a Kimura tutorial out um, yeah. on BJJ Fanatics. Is that something you want to promote here? Yeah. Hey. So, um, I have this. Um, it's my first instructor that I did about. You know this move that I've been very um, successful with in most competitions. Competition this year, the camera. You know, the, how to set up the camera, one passing to go to. You know, submission attacks, and uh, yeah, that's out on BJJ Fanatics. So go check it out, please. And uh, under High Some Reader, and you can find me on uh, um, Instagram. That's where I'm more active at. Uh, High Some AJJ. Or you can follow my Facebook page, Rita Heisom Official. Oh, oh, absolutely. You don't have no no TikTok dances yet. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Awesome. It's been a pleasure, man. I really, really appreciate your time. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of yours. I all the success has been well earned. Obviously, thank you again, and best of luck when you're in your uh, tournaments coming up. And if there's anything I can do for you, please. Uh, let me know. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you very much. Awesome. Have a great rest of your day. Yes, sir. You too.